I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. For those of you who wish Lit Sis was more than once a week, did you know that we have our own individual book Instagrams and book blogs that you can read any of our reviews from now and all of time? If you are wanting that Lit Sis feel in your normal routine, you can always check us out. Mine is at Maddie Reads a Lot on Instagram. And mine is at Brooke and Binding on Instagram. But wait, there's, there's more. more. I also have a Facebook page, Brooke and Binding, and a blog, Brooke and Brian, bind, Binding, That was sounding that was so such a good. You're not convincing anybody. But what's hilarious <laughs> is before you even started saying anything, I thought to myself, like, we should be like a... Drum roll! It is the time of year where we bring you the last Litsis episode of the year. Crazy. It's time for our... Best books of 2022. Um, But I love that we both were in a musical mindset where you decided to do our theme song. Mm -hmm. I felt it. I was feeling it. Hey, who who wrote that theme song? Me. Oh, really? Who recorded that theme song? You did, but I wrote it down. I mean, I played it. Played it. Yeah. Yeah. On the piano. Where is that piano? Beats me. (laughs) Anyway. We are here to talk to you guys about the best books of 2022. We are here in person together in a non-moving vehicle. You won't, you should not hear any extra noise. And we're here to bring it to you right now. And as we've done this with years previous, so best book of 2022 episode, um, all the best books episodes have to be books that were written in the year. Mm-hmm. So it's books that were written in 2022. Well, real, pub- published in 2022. They were written earlier. Um, books came out in 2022 that we read and we loved, and then we are allowed a non-specific amount of honorable mentions for books that we read this year that did not come out this year. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, we, and we do a top five. So I have my top five from 2022 and I have four honorable mentions. Haley. I have three with one. That's a question. One. That's a question. One that I'm not sure if I want to talk. (laughs) Okay. So that's the thing. My, uh, this is my thing. My top five don't all have five stars. Interesting. <laughs> so I'm sitting here thinking, do I need to go back through? Um, I think I need to go back through and maybe look at once I gave five stars, but I don't want to go off of, I don't want to go against what I but you're feeling because you know what you rate was. them you rate them as you finish it but later you know you might think that the book was actually you you enjoyed it better you thought about the themes more and reflected on it more mm-hmm. i gave a lot of four stars so we talked about this i don't have a ton of five did, stars did you put any of your top five as a three star no they're okay. all four or five stars four or five you know it's whatever you feel comfortable doing okay. do you think that you would change your rating to those four stars to five stars Maybe one of them I might. 
Oh, interesting. Mm. Fascinating. You are welcome to do whatever you want. Okay. So for top five, I think, do we want to go from like our fifth to our number one? You know, I don't really, I don't have them ranked. We We normally do it, I think, as we read them through the year. Okay. Let's do it then. Which is how I have mine listed. Okay, great. Um, Or I can try and rank them really quickly to a number one and a number five. Okay, let's do that. Do that? So you want me to do number five first? Sure. Okay. So So not in the order we read them in the year. Mm -mm. This is like how we have rated them in our own minds. Um, I'm going to give my number five to Black Cake by Charmaine. Man, you really liked this book. Yeah, Charmaine Wilkerson. I really did like it. I read it in a single day. Wow. I'm giving it my number five slot out of, I mean, by the time that this episode comes out, hopefully by the end of the year, I will have read 85 books. Right now, I've read 83. So number five out of 83, that's a really solid spot mm-hmm. to be at. Charmaine, you did a great job. Um, I just thought that the characters were so well thought out. I loved the background of the characters. I loved um, the history that we delve into um, and the emotional connection between the characters and their mom and um, I think that any time that there's a story of a parent that has a su- su- secretive past that they have hidden, it's always interesting to learn about it. Um, and especially because their mom was just so sweet. Um, and I just wished that, I don't know, the connections and the friendships and the family connections that were in the book were just really spectacular. And I thought that um, she did a really good job. And it, I think it was a debut so she did an amazing job for a debut. Um, so really big fan of just the whole book. I'm not sure yeah, if it's I a think, debut. Yeah, I think Look it at is. that. Yeah, so debut. She's, got, she's got a lot of exciting future writings, hopefully. Yeah, I think so too. I'm sure, I'm guessing Black Cake was like her baby. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what she comes up with next. But um, I really did thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it just was it was such a quick read and it really like sucked me in um and spat me out a better person wow that's crazy that's how i felt with midnight library yeah spat midnight me library. out a better person midnight library is so good um okay so my number five i think i'm gonna have to say i'm gonna say a river enchanted by rebecca ross is that a five star this was a four star interesting um i wanted to throw something in a lot of mine are surprise thrillers Mm -hmm. that I liked this year. Um, but I wanted to throw in something that also was a genre that was not a thriller. And so I really, really enjoyed this fantasy novel. Um, I really thought that Rebecca Ross did an excellent job with, um, creating a world that was easy to get into and understand and kind of like say yes to be like yep okay I get this this is easy this makes sense like it I wasn't left confused as to how the magic worked I wasn't like like trying to piece things together as I was reading she did a really good job of laying it out for you mm-hmm. um and I obviously liked it enough that um I got the second one in my in my book of the month from November as or no December anyway November or December De- as December, like an yeah. add-on Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it as an add-on because I was so excited because... Fire Endless? What is it? Uh, I think that's what it's called. Oh, look at me go! Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I really enjoy... Um, I really enjoy fantasy 
And I think that it's a, um, I think that it's a genre that there's this like stereotype about it that it's like, oh, this is just for nerds. Yeah, Fire Endless. It's just for nerds. But honestly, like, there's so much depth to it as well. And it's in, and it's not just about the magic part. Like, it's not just like, it's not like a Sarah J. Mass or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, where it's just like all this, I mean, I've never read her stuff, but like stuff that's like all this creature, like fantasy people. It's not like a Lord of the Rings where it's like a journey or whatever. It's like fantasy also includes like, it can, it, it can include people, like, that seem fairly normal and have, like, everyday life, but there's, like, a, a special element to them or whatever. Like, I would say Harry Potter is, like, a fantasy series. I love it. I love it. I love but, Harry Potter. But people wouldn't say, oh, that's so... Maybe they do. So nerdy to like Harry Potter because it's just so well, um, culturally relevant. Because it's it, it, the wizarding world exists within our own world. Yeah, so that's helpful. So with River Enchanted, she creates this world where... It's a normal world, but there's, like, a special island off this coast. And okay. the island is where the magic is. And there's it's kind of, like, that... spells for forgetting a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, there's this area that, like, this is where people live. And they're a little different. They're a little creepy. And they've got some magic here. Um, so I think that is something about something about that, like... I, I loved the separation, like, the main character, which I've, I've told this before, but, like, the main character, he went to the mainland to study music and do all these things, but then he gets called back to the island to, like, help do something. Uh, we don't have the rights for you to sing that. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so he gets called back, and it's kind of like a coming home story, and he's trying to figure out, like, what all has changed in my world and what's going on, and, like how's my mom doing? And how's that girl that I used to pick on all the time? And where's that guy that was my friend that we did some like camp training with? They're all dead. No. But anyway, so it's like, he's coming back to this world that he's familiar with, but he's been gone for like quite a few years. So that's, it's just really interesting. So I kind of wanted to bring up something like fantasy in my top five to bring that representation of like, Hey, this is also really well written and really good characters and just sucked me in and doesn't have to be like a murder you know what i mean mm-hmm. something else that's non murder related can suck me in yeah okay well that's good to hear mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i'll give it a go sometime give it a go. um so my number four was um a quiet life by ethan joella oh you just read that i legitimately oh just read that's crazy <laughs> um so my thing for Ethan Joella is that he takes I was just talking to um one of our friends about this today um because she's read the book as well what he does is he just takes thoughts that I have in my brain and he puts them down in a book like these like kind of like melancholy thoughts that I have to myself sometimes or just these like reflective thoughts he just is like let me like see what it would be like if I wrote a book surrounding reflective melancholy thoughts about loss and it's like oh Ethan. Oh, Oh, Ethan. Ethan. You're like my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) But legitimately, he takes... So it's a story of three um, individuals, one of whom is an older gentleman whose wife just recently passed away, and he's facing his first year without her, and they normally go down to, like, Hilton Head. They live in Pennsylvania. Hilton Head for, like, a few months in the wintertime. He's facing the first time having to go on that trip without her. Unsure if you can do it. Um, 
And then there's a young mom whose daughter was taken. Um, and she is waiting and waiting to see if she will ever be reunited with her again. Um, and then another younger girl who is, uh, grieving with the loss of her dad, who was killed as a, um, as in a consequence for a convenience store robbery. He just kind of got in the middle of things and, um, was killed. And she has to deal with the fact that, um, with the grief that she feels and they all kind of become interconnected in a way. Um, and it just also was a beautiful Testament and story of like humanity and like the kindness that we can do for each other. Um, and the kind actions that we can express to one another, especially while others are also dealing with different types of loss. And so I love that the story looks at grief in three different ways. Um, it also looks at redemption. It looks at like the thoughts of, you know, how you're not really alone in all of it. And it's backdropped around Christmas time in early January. And so it's the perfect time to read Mm -hmm. it. But I read read a paragraph to Haley that I was like, this is how my brain works for like the mom whose daughter was missing. She was like in, she was talking about like, she was just talking and she was saying like, it's, it's crazy to think that like, nobody knows what, going on with my life like she's like the people who see me at the grocery store picking out stuff they don't realize that my daughter is missing Mm -hmm. and they could be going through their own things and I have would have no idea um and I think about that stuff all the time where I'm like man that person over there like what if they're going through a really hard time and I have no idea or like I'm going through a really bad day and like nobody else knows that like strangers don't understand like what is going on in your life and I have no idea the person that cut me off in traffic is hurrying to get to the hospital because their you know parent is potentially passing away or like Mm -hmm. I don't know if the person that yelled at me for you know bumping into them just found out that their wife was diagnosed with cancer like it's things like that that like help you become more you know, understanding and more of a better human. And, um, I don't know. It just like made me feel very reflective. Mm -hmm. I liked it a lot. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You should read his books. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. So my number four is a four star. What? And this is the it girl by Ruth Ware. Oh, you put it in your top five as a four star. Yeah, I did because I just feel like it stood out to me because I love, I mean, I love Ruth Ware. Um, but it stood out to me just because um, the dark academia element mm-hmm. and um, I really did enjoy um, just diving into her writing again and mm-hmm. being in her mind. And, and we talked about this in our review that you guys can listen to if you want, but um, of how different and lengthy this book was than like one by one for example Mm -hmm. where it's like this isn't just like plot action let's go this was like let's build a world let's Mm -hmm. build characters let's give them background information it was really um i don't even know why i only gave it four stars oh i know why yeah i didn't like the explanation yeah i wasn't a big fan of like the ending which is why i'm kind of like eh on the four star um some of my five stars i think were not from this year so I think gotcha. that's why, that's why where I'm coming from here, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but with the It Girl, I feel like the overall premise was really interesting. The characters were interesting. Like, the the concept of, like, there was this amazing girl that, like, everyone loved and adored, but she had secrets that people didn't know. And it's, like, what happened to her and, and did, like, the main character, did she see what she really saw and she's starting to question herself, stuff like that. So I thought it was really interesting. 
Um, there were some elements to it, which is why I didn't give it five that I thought were a little bit lacking or a little bit unnecessary or, you know, it just wasn't like my favorite. But overall, I feel like out of the books that I've read, it was it was something to be so talked about, especially since it came out in this year. And yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good as well. I I like when Ruthford does a little bit more of like a mystery investigative style. I really style. like the mystery. She does a good job mystery. She does a good job thriller. She does, but she I love when she's a little more sleuthy. Like I mm-hmm. feel like that's going like kind we of talked like about Woman that. in Cabin Ten. Yeah, I think we talked about sleuthy. that in our review too of like when we were ranking her books of like mm-hmm. we love when she has like this character that's on a mission to discover this stuff and like has these things all laid out and is like oh, I have to go interview this character next and like I wonder if this person knows something so that's kind of how this one was and I liked that yeah I agree all right so moving into my number three I don't even know if you have this on your list I don't know did you forget about it mm. I don't know um the house across the lake by Riley Sager oh did you forget about it no oh no <laughs> Okay, so I loved House Across the Lake. Um, one of my favorites. I don't remember where I ranked it. Did I put it as number one? I think you said it was your Second. either number one or number two. I think you said it as number one because you usually say Final Girls as your number one. Yeah, but then I but changed, you changed it. it. So I think you did give it the number one. I think spot I maybe did. Mm-hmm. I think because I was surprised because I kept my my Riley's spot. Yeah. I don't know what I did with it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, I I really, really thoroughly loved this book. I loved it from the beginning. I didn't want to put it down. I had to, though, because I was on a little trip. But then when I finally had a chance to, like, actually, like, sit down and, like, read it, it just was so captivating. I truly did not see the twist coming. There's kind of, like... There's there's one twist that there's no way you could see coming. Mm-hmm, no way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's another twist that's kind of associated with that that I really didn't see coming whatsoever. And I was like, that was nice. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. He definitely and covered his tracks. He did. He did a really good job of covering his tracks. He did a really good job of, like, if you go into I'm sure if I went into it reading again, I could spot what I needed to see to make sense with it. Because um, it doesn't not make sense. I was like reading, thinking back, and I was like, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." Like there was certain wording that he used that fit with the full story he was trying to tell. I just thought that the story was so in depth. It was like one of the most more like complex or complicated books that he's written, and I just think that because it was so complex, um, it provided like a a more mature story to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, it, it wasn't just a retelling of Rear Window. He really did, sp- like, spin it to be a, its, own thing. its own thing. And it was so enjoyable. And um, uh, my favorite thriller of the year. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. I, I really liked it as well. I will tell you where it ranks later. Ooh. Say so, so, my number three is one that I'm... Debating on giving a five star, but I think it's a four and a half if I haven't specifically given it that, mm-hmm. is Daisy Darker. I knew it. Oh, Alice Feeney. It's so good. Okay, so. I gave it four star as well. I can't remember why we didn't give it I five. gave it four star because I guessed the big twist, but I wasn't mad oh, about it. I know me either. And then I felt like the ending, 
the more I sit with it and I think about it, the more I think, okay, I'm okay with this ending. I think I knew the thing. One of the things I knew I didn't like was, like, they were always, like, watching those videotapes. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a really weird way to, like, bring up. They should have maybe just had a talk conversation mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, there were some elements that we, when we did our review, we did go into depth and discuss yeah. a little bit more as to things we liked and disliked. But overall, when I'm looking back at the year and I think of that book, I think of something positive. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's, again, it's like a mystery um, but there is a little bit of like scare to it, but uh-huh. it is a lot more of like what actually happened. And um, oh, you jinxed me. Sorry, <laughs> Maddie on. <laughs> um, but I think the element of um, the element of surprise that I figured out there was still a deeper level to uh-huh. it that I had not Shock figured factor. out. And so that was cool where it's like, oh, I think I kind of figured this out. And it's like, oh, you have, but not to the but extent to, yeah. that you realize. Hey, remember that one part? Yes. Oh, my God. So it's so oh. good. I think it, it was definitely worth being in the top. And Alice Feeney has become someone that I very much enjoy she's so good that oh one my scene, gosh that one scene still sits with me yeah and i liked the ending too the very very ending i think it had a good full circle moment with the beginning of the novel and um like the way that the characters wrap up like after a while i was like like at first i was like meh but the longer i've sat with it the more i'm like okay yeah i'm okay with that yeah i think it makes a lot of sense i think it makes a lot of sense when you are looking at the darker family as a whole mm-hmm. and not pinpointing towards anybody specific, yeah. not yeah, looking sure. towards any specific character. It's like, Oh, that fits mm-hmm. with everybody. For sure. Um, all right. So my number two is Carrie Soto is back. Ooh, there's Jenkins something Reed. that you liked better than Carrie. Soto. I know. I know. I was back and forth about it, wow. but so I loved Carrie Soto is back. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I love the way that Taylor Jenkins Reid crafts a story. I love the way that she sculpts characters as if they're real people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she does it. Me either. I need her expertise. She's Be- like an Anthony Doerr a little bit. Yeah, I would say so. In a different way, but as in like, this is a story. My name's just on the cover. Mm-hmm. Versus instead of like, I have crafted this myself yeah. and you can like tell it just, I wrote this. Like it's it like, just, this just exists. Yeah, it just, it, it just feels like she... I don't know. I just feel like she discovered it. She discovered the book and she discovered the story and she interviewed the people. The people and then... And then she was like, boom, these are real people. Just the absolute beautiful depth... Oh, excuse me. Of the characters and their relationships and there's so much motive. Like, everybody has a great motive and a motivation in life. Um, And there's, you know, there's difficulties between the characters. So, like, there are times when, like, you know, everything's not working out peachy keen between between Carrie and her dad. And even though it's frustrating, it's like it's real life. Like, you you can have falling out with people. You can have reunions with people. Like, it didn't feel as much as, like, I was expecting, like, oh, this is a sport-based story about a comeback, blah, blah, blah. It's probably going to be very predictable. As much as I was, like, anticipating certain things to happen there was still so much that I had no idea was coming um and that's just kind of how real life is like there was a character that was introduced that I didn't think was ever going to have anything to do with the story um it ended up being a very valuable character Mm -hmm. um and I just I don't know there's just so many parts of it that like I this is actually one that I really wish would become a movie yeah, of hers. It would be really I think it'd be a really good movie. I can't wait to see Daisy the Daisy Jones, Jones and the Six TV show. Uh, January? 
I think. I don't know. I can look it up. I'm excited to see how... This is her first adaptation or it not? is it is the oh, first but didn't her true loves or something oh that that's on netflix that yes. was a tv show oh sorry march march 3rd okay yeah one true loves i think is a movie or a tv show i'm trying to think if that was her first that must have been her first because i think this is out no it's in post-production oh it's not even out yet. it's not even out so yet she has two movies or tv shows that are coming out of her works at the same time so we'll see how her stories mm-hmm translate to the screen and if we are happy with it or if we're not happy all i have to say is i really honestly don't think i want a seven husbands of evelyn hugo movie or tv show or anything i think it would be interesting like i could see it as like a a like a tv show like a limited series where it's like each episode is a different husband maybe that That would be that would be interesting but it would have to be like to the T, exactly the same way that the book is. Yeah. They the cannot change anything. Like that. They cannot change anything. That's the yeah. only way I'd be in, able to yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. But yes, Carrie Soto is back. Number two. A wonderful book. My number two. Okay, so my number two, House Across the Lake, Riley Say. Yeah. Then I think I know what your number one is. I feel like I just have to say Carrie Soto. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Soto. Those are my top two that were five stars. And honestly, we've raved about them so much this year. We have reviews for each of them individually, like book reviews. So please go back and you can totally listen to those and hear us rant and rave about how much we love them. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, Carrie I stole Soto. your thunder with those okay. two. <laughs> Carrie Soto is me. So if you ever want to know me on a deeper level, read Carrie Soto and I really loved Riley so much like House Cross the Lake I just love his writing and I love I love Rear Window anyway mm-hmm. um but the concept. depth and like there is some like kind of sci-fi fantasy-ish stuff about that book too wouldn't you say mm-hmm. like there's some like just par- that's not even paranormal it's like fantasy-ish no, it's like fantasy. stuff that happens um I loved that element as well, too. It kind of just, like, brought an extra spook factor to, like, the creepy woods and the lake Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, I I loved both of those. Those are my top two books of the year. Yeah, those are really good. What's your number one, then? So, my number one is Book Lovers. Oh, I knew it! I forgot about Emily Henry. (laughs) By Emily Henry. I saw this book. That is the one I knew for sure. Uh, I was sitting there. I was going through my thing, and I was like, she's going to have Emily Henry in here. She's going to have Book Lovers for sure. And I just completely forgot while we were recording. I love Emily Henry's Book Lovers. It's so good. I like it better than Beach Read. Uh, Okay, I'm just going to give the bullet points as to why Book Lovers is so good. (laughs) One. Is this your Cersei? No. Okay. I don't even know if I have a Cersei. Okay. Fine. Well, I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's a book that I love so much that you absolutely dislike. Is there? I didn't really like book lovers. Yeah, but I don't like. I di- really didn't like Cersei. Okay. We'll have to think about that. Do okay. you have a Cersei? That'd be. A I'm not sure. Point. I'm sure that they, I've had one at some point. But book lovers, why it's so good? Boom. Book stuff. Has book book stuff stuff in it. Mm -hmm. That's a great part. Two. Cute little town in North Carolina that's spunky and quirky. Three. Also takes place somewhat in New York City. New York City's the best. Four. I'm saving the best for last. Four. Cute little character interactions. Kind of steamy. Five. Charlie's adorable. Six. Haley is Nora. Seven. Sisters. Sisters. I do like the sister element. I can't say that. I know. I can't. I like the sister element. I will say that. I'm sisters! You, though, I want you to read The Hating Game. 
please read the hate Whatever. Book if, lovers. Are we going to do January? Well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm kind of if like I'm Nora. I'm going to do a January We're both wreck, Nora. If I'm doing a January wreck for you, it's going to be hating game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at all these books that you think that are amazing, and I'm going to find books that I think are better, and then you're going to have to read them, and then you're going to have to tell me which one is better. No, it's going to be book lovers. You know why? Because I know the hating game is going to be a stereotypical, like, enemies to lovers thing. And book lovers... But it's so... Yeah! But look, book, book, book lovers is so much better because of the depth of the characters. The I always say this, but the characters are so deep. The relationship between Nora and her sister is the best part of the entire book. I liked it more than the romance. It's To, to me, book lovers is more of a general, like, fiction book that has love in it. Okay. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Maybe that's why. Maybe you were like, where's the cute cheesy stuff? And no, I was just like, where's the romance? Uh, emotional connection with my sister. That could be. It made me cry. Okay. Carrie Soda also made me cry. So my top two books made me cry. All right. <laughs> well, now that we've moved on, congratulations on your book lover's love. Thank you. Um, We have, I have three, I think I'm going to stop at three, Um, honorable mentions. But really quick, let's just honorably mention Upgrade. I feel like that so needs good. to be recommend, mm-hmm. like, acknowledged. That was a great read from this year. It was a 2022. It didn't make either of our top five, but I do yes. feel like, hey, that was really good. Yeah, it's worth talking about mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I have, oh, also, One Italian Summer was come, came out this yes, year. Yes, I did not mention One Italian Summer because yep. it was a four-star. Mm-hmm, but that was also a really good one. Um, and I think everything else came out in other years mm-hmm. um, that we're going to be talking about. But those are ones that I thought were so good and so fun. And I loved um, One Italian Summer. Also, I really liked The No Show by Beth O'Leary. That came out uh, this you year. You gave that five stars. Yeah, it it was very emotional. It had a lot more, a lot of depth to it. So Depth is the word of the day. Depth is the word. But yeah, so the rest of the books we're going to talk about are books that came out um not in 2022 Mm -mm. so but they're books we did read this year so i have three um that i would just wanted to bring up really quick and then i know you have four Mm -hmm. all right so i'll go first since i have more starting with a non-traditional route of favorite books of the year i'm going with the Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, which is nonfiction all about, he is a psychiatrist and it's all about like the study of the brain and your brain through trauma and your brain through different therapies. Um, and it was very, very good. I read it in January because January is like the time I always read these like health books. And it was so good. And I gave it to you to borrow and you haven't read it yet, but that's fine. I think I Whatever. Gave it back to you. Did you really? How dare you? Um, but it was just so good. I want to read it. It is so good. It might be even in the house. You might find it very interesting now that you're really into neurology. That could be. Yeah. If I think it sounds interesting, but I think I returned it to you when I moved because I didn't want to get lost. Could be, could be. Um, but I love Body Keeps the Score. It goes very much into the scientific element of the brain. I do like that. It's very, very good. I probably would like that. So... I just want to highlight it because I really enjoyed it, but it did not come out in 2022. It came out in 2014. Okay, so I'm going to go backwards in my years. I'm going to start pretty far and do Anomaly by Michael Rutger. That came out in 2018, and I gave it four or four and a half stars. This book, I feel like mad 
set up for me to not like, but I was intrigued by it. I just wasn't a fan at the time. But I, I thought the story overall was super creative. The ending was really interesting. The way that it all shaped up was like so, so unique. And like the explanation of stuff, like I still can like see some of those descriptions and images in my head when I think about the book. Um, definitely is not like a normal like standard horror like you would think like oh we're trapped and you know Mm -hmm. like bats are flying around and we're stuck in here and we're losing oxygen and we can't find our way out like Mm -hmm. there are some of those elements but like there's so much more to it as well it's not just like it's not just like people turning on people either like there's something else that's happening in the cave too so it's interesting really really liked it obviously and wanted to give that a little shout out um, so my next honorable mention is The Paper Palace by Miranda Cowley Heller. <laughs> obsessed. I am obsessed. It's I'm a not, good one. I'm not going to deny it. Um, so Paper Palace, so good. I love the fact that it is looking at a family in the past and the present going back and forth between this mom when she is in the present and back to their um, their childhood like place that they always cabin that they always go to. Um, on the water, on the ocean every single year. And then paired with the hauntedness that she feels about her childhood growing up going there. Um, and the struggles that she feels between this boy that she liked back when she was younger and him coming back into her life when she's an adult. But it's not a love triangle really in the sense of it's purely just it feels like a beautiful literary fiction novel that does not stray away from uncomfortable topics in order to showcase a truly I don't want to say depth again but a truly truly no but a truly like uh I don't know just it it, it truly is this like well-rounded written book about these characters that feel very real and have their own traumas and have their own situations that they dealt with and how that that impacts them to this day and the secrets that they share between all of that it's it's very good. I I loved it so much. I read it in nearly an entire night. Um, it's just a very, very good book. It's so well written, and the fact is like it between the past and the present. When you're in the present, it also is like counting down time, like about a twenty four hour period. So it's showing the time, and so like it's very quick to read. I don't know how else to describe. It. It's very good. I asked for it for Christmas, and I got it. Um, even though I've already read it, but now I own my own copy of Paper Palace. Um, it's so good. I don't remember you read it, and what did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. There are some elements I did not like, and some elements I really did yeah. like. So, mm-hmm. all right. So another one I want to do going again back in time of like the oldest to the newest book is a 2020 book, which I think you have on your list. His and hers, Alice Feeney. Yes, it is. That was a five star, and I will tell you guys. It's amazing. When did his and hers come out? 2020. 2020. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say when Paper Palace came out. I think that was 2021. Was it 2021? Was it that, was it that recent? Mm-hmm. Here, you keep talking and I'll find okay, it. Okay, so his and hers is about this. Um, It's about. 2021. Without giving away too much. It's about this case. Oh. <sighs> That happens in this small town. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. you have like, a detective's perspective and you have this like journalist perspective. And the way that Alice Feeney writes it is like she kind of like keeps 
information hidden from you until she feels the need to drop it randomly in a paragraph or something or just give it to you and you're like wait what and it starts Mm -hmm. to really shape and form how you're viewing the story and the world as a whole and the situation as a whole um and so it's about this girl who winds up dead um but it's this kind of like the start of multiple murders that occur and so the detective and the journalist are not really teamed up together they're kind of doing their own thing um but you get both of their perspectives and stuff like that so super super well done there's all these really interesting connections and the ending is like like perfect like it's just so so good good. it is so good but yes definitely needed to to highlight that because i just thought that yeah that was that's on my honorable mention as well after you told me to read it and so i did and it was i remember texting you and being like this thing just happened on page 10 and i, I was like Ugh. and it is it's very good she 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 i it's, it's nice because she, what she does is she'll like slip in a kind of partial truth mm-hmm. situation and so you'll you'll be reading something and then she'll just slip in like something that is true but not the whole explanation which leaves you being like wait 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 so wh- how how is this connected mm-hmm. how is this all related like mm-hmm. um it's so good and i agree with you like the ending was the ending was really ideal i enjoyed kind of the it was kind of a thrillery whodunit situation but also like you it feels like you are figuring it out as everybody else is figuring it yeah. out almost. yeah and i and you're right there are some of there's multiple killings that happen and one of them stays in your brain for a long time oh yeah it's oh yeah terrifying uh, okay do we be my last one you can do your last one and then i can do my okay last one. i've already raved about this book i need to like change my rating um i know you're gonna say is history of wild places yeah. did it come out this year yeah, uh, no, 2021. Okay. History of Wild Places change, by Shay Earnshaw. I do need to. It's only a three and a half star. When did it come out? 2021. Oh, yeah. Okay. I gave it three and a half stars, but that's still pretty solid. There, I think it's because it's a little slow moving. Um, it's not like gonna, it's not like this happens and this and then this. It's very psychological and slow. Like, think about like, like um the village the movie the mm-hmm. village the horror movie have you seen that i have not have you okay so, yeah so mm-hmm. it's like it's okay so what it is is there's like a a town in the middle of a woods that believe that everything outside of their woods has been ruined like the world is gone mm. it's kind of cultish gotcha and they like I don't want to say anything too crazy, but like (laughs) they can't go past their border because they believe they're going to get this specific sickness and illness Mm. and people have died from leaving the woods. Mm. And this um, is the village you're still describing. No, this this is is the book. This is the book. Yeah, this is the book. The village. So the village is also like there's a cult in this little town or whatever. um, And like people try to escape and this stuff like that. Okay, okay. So it's similar where it's like random people in the woods have this really weird view and way of living that's out and they think that they're okay it's kind of like uh midsummer but not gotcha okay okay so it's like slow moving yeah it's slow moving but it's very thought-provoking if that makes sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and the ending is super well done and i think it's really beautiful how it all is it a horror book or a fantasy nope it's like a literary fiction like a drama okay 
and there's just these elements of mystery and a little bit of like, um, I don't even want to say because I don't want to give it away. But I really, 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 really highly recommend it. I am like so tempted to just go like change my rating because I, I cannot speak highly enough of this book. There's obviously reasons why I gave it lower stars. So I probably should like go back through mm-hmm. and see why I did at the time. But it is a book that obviously has stuck with me and the memory of it has been really solid that I've brought it up multiple times. So excellent, excellent, excellent. And I will be getting her next book shortly. So All right. go ahead, man. All right. So my last one to talk about as my um, honorable mention is All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. Oh, my. So that book um, is a new release, but it was not published in 2022. It is being published in 2023. What? So Sneaky didn't qualify technically for Best Books of 2022. So it gets, I think it's published on January 11th, 2023, I think is the publishing date. You really liked this. I did really. I gave well, you it, love I gave it five her. stars. I love her writing. So I really liked All the Dangerous Things. So it's about a um, trigger warning for those of you who, with young children, but it's about a mom whose 18-month-old son. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> is, is taken in the middle of the night. Um, like ter- that's weird. That is. I mean, it's terrible. Why do you think I'm so strict about stuff like windows and things like that? Terrifying. I am, it is so scary. And so, she can after her son goes missing, she does not sleep at all. Like she gets like maybe 15 minutes of sleep every once in a while, but her body cannot rest until her son is found. And part of it is related to the fact that she didn't hear anything. She slept like a baby that whole night. Mm, so she feels guilty. So she feels a little bit of guilt. And so she cannot rest until she figures out what happened to him. Um, and so she is kind of more public about it. She, like, speaks places trying to get his name out there. Then she, like, analyzes who came to the events and tries to figure out if, like, it's someone who is coming to the events because they committed the crime. This and, is interesting. Yeah. It, You're drawing me in. It's good. <laughs> it is good. Um, and then part of what is so interesting about her is that back when she was younger um something happened to someone in her family Mm -hmm. and in the same situation she was like fast fast asleep so she has this fear that like she isn't able to pay attention or like bad things happen once she sleeps kind of but the other thing that she freaks her out is that she never has this memory of it but she is a very very deep sleeper and sleepwalker oh so when things start to happen she stole her own baby (laughs) i don't know you'll have to read it to find out but when things start to happen where she starts to question her own abilities and her own kind of innocence then things kind of tumble from there so she has to reconcile with the thing that happened when she was a kid Mm. as she's dealing with this thing that's happening in the present time okay that sounds good the connection between the two you have this copy yes i do (laughs) you want to take it home with you sure (laughs) yes um all right so that won't freak me out with my kiddos i don't think so i mean if you really feel like it won't be a good read for you don't read it i think it's really interesting but i mean if if you want after this i can tell you okay i can tell you something that would alleviate your okay pain. Good. okay okay all right that that is it. it man and we you know have not been i didn't read as many as i wanted to this year but maddie did awesome with her good reads this year i'm really excited to see Haley, we're what only happens. two books away each from getting our good i reads. know we can do Go. it 
But I, I'm saying, but like, I my goal more. wasn't that much That's this fair. year. But my goal for this next year is I think I want to at least do, now this is lame, I want to at least make sure I get all of my book of the months done. So like, mm-hmm. the book of that month, I want to get it done that month. I don't okay. want to have things pile up. I need to watch how many add-ons I get because I am a sucker for the add-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to try to watch that. But that's my goal is to just at least get one book a month done that I can really like dive and invest in. Um, ideally, I'd like to do a book a week. But mm-hmm. with my school schedule, I just don't know for sure. That would be 52 books a year. I could do that. What was your goal this 42. year? Like 42. <laughs> but. Mine was 85. But. um. Yeah, it feels like this year was split in half. Like, the the preschool stuff and now the school stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I remember reading stuff earlier in the year, and I was pumping stuff out, and then school started, and it was... It got slower. You know what? But I'm looking at my friends' Goodreads challenges, and you know what? You're doing great. I have someone who read 100 books. That's awesome. Someone who read 15 of 40. Someone who read 67 of 65. Challenge of 20 books read 26. Challenge of 24... Someone who read 56 out of 55. Okay, so and I'm then like there's someone. The I had someone who like had the challenge of surpassing eight books and read nine. Look at them. You know what? And someone who read seven out of 15. You're so doing fine. Okay. You are doing fine. This All person right. read only six of 22. Oof. That is rough. Well, anyway, I think that we... I think that we um, have done a pretty good job this year. I mm-hmm. think this year was, like I said, had some ups and downs in the releases... There wasn't any, I feel like there were maybe like two or three things that really stood out to us as what we've already talked mm-hmm. about. Um, but overall it was like solid. It wasn't like amazing or like these are horrible. It was kind of like, okay, this mm-hmm. is like a medium year. Yeah. I'm excited to see what, what kind of highs and lows come for the next. Yes. Is there any book in specific that you are looking forward to? The new Lee Bardugo. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what I'm really looking Hell forward bent. to? What? Twist the knife. Twist the knife. <laughs> Yes, Anthony Horowitz. I love it. Anthony, to me, is on a different level. He's amazing. He, his books are on, like, this golden pedestal. And then there's all the other thriller and mystery books that are, like, down a little bit. And his are, like, the best. They are, they're holy Keep our eyes peeled. It's a beautiful experience. So, um, what are you reading right now? Um, We are reading the same. That is true. All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. That is true. So we are trying to get that done. And um, I think once I get that done, I'm going to try to pump out Someday Maybe, that Mm -hmm. debut I've been reading. Um, I put that down so we could read some other things. But if I can get those two done in the next few days, I'm solid for my Goodreads challenge. Yeah, I'm trying to finish All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers as well. And then I also started and hoping to finish to complete my Goodread Challenge, Meet Me in Another Life by Catriona Sylvie. Okay. Um, I had to close the book at page like 65 and hug my husband and sob. Oh, <laughs> isn't it good so far? It is good, Aww. but I don't like it. It's crying. Oh, yeah, because the husband died. The husband he? died, yeah. 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 So like at that part when she was talking about like, oh, I like... I, we had 10 years together and she's like angry that she like invested her time yeah. and her heart into the situation where she knew that like it may never and the part where it was like her husband needed to go get testing done and she was like well this is it yeah i i knew that something bad was gonna happen <laughs> i knew that there was gonna be something i was like that, that's how my brain works yeah. where i'm just kind of anticipating something so, so um it made me very sad i can't wait to hear what you think of it it's I excellent know. and i'm glad you own it because it's it's worth it yeah, well, I'm excited as well. So thank you guys so much for this uh, n- another year of listening to Litsis. This was the f- 
fourth full year of Litsis. Crazy. Very exciting. Excited to see what 2023 brings. Um, and we got some new looks. stuff coming out too. Yeah. So keep that is your true. eyes peeled. All right, you guys. So thank you so much for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. Thank you.